Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Oh! coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Welcome back to the Bora Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny, Dana, and Delia. Um, and well, where do we kick? Where, where should we kick things off, guys? Um, let's chat about Newport first. Um, a Matty Dolan goal equaliser came on the 87th minute, of course, equalising the 94th to take it to a replay on Tuesday night. Um, a very poor result, Elliot. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think the game epitomised um, what the season's been like, really, particularly at home. Um, I thought I, I was glad to see the lineup um, finally in a four-three-three um, instead of a four-six-zero. But yeah, I think um, it came down to Tony Peel's tactics in the end. Yeah, a full strength squad, um, Dana, not really good enough. No, we completely slacked. I think we lost control of the game when uh, John Obi McKell came off, and then that goal was really, really poor to concede. I mean, Paddy McNair literally just stood there. Um, he, you know, he, he kind of got shielded off the ball initially, and then when the ball went out wide, he just backed off. And Tony Pulis said it after the game that, you know, we needed to be better stopping the crosses into the um, into the box. But even after that, I mean, friend and friend just kind of shoots in from nowhere and then I think it gets in the way of Flint and then it's all just a mess and yeah it just had to fall to Matty Dolan didn't it the former Borough player <laughs> I know it, to be honest when he came on I just thought he's going to score yeah. <laughs> I just knew it um, I was at Christian with Matty Dolan like last year as well and we were, we were all taking the piss off him because he was linked with Newport at the time he was at Bradford and then we were just like oh well, why did you go in there and then he just came there and I just knew it he was, as soon as he scored I was like oh for goodness sake here we go um, but being drawn to Manchester City, of course. Um, if we get through, chances chance are, do we, do we even want to play Manchester City the way we're going at the moment? Or uh, are you happy to progress? Or would you rather just go out on Tuesday tonight? Um, as much as obviously it'd be bad looking at on the face of it to, to lose again to a team um, below us, um, for me, I'd, I'd rather just go out. I think... Having the lads uh, put themselves through uh, a replay, it's going to be a hard game down there if we come out of it to play Man City and then probably get nobbed by them. Um, I just think it's just soul crushing. Like imagine playing Man City and then 
don't mind that. We might give them a good go, a good game. Newcastle did last night when it shows when they've had, when they get a fixture pile up, they're not as good as they are when you know they're, they're fresh every week. But you know, it's going to be an absolute clash of tactics, and I think they'll they'll destroy us um, at this current time. So I, w- I wouldn't really want to play them. We avoided them in the Carabao Cup, didn't we? Yeah, it's like we're de- it's like we keep destined to get them, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we tend we tend to beat Manchester City in the FA Cup. Um, we you know, do have a good record against them, um, but I think I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, I, as much as it'd be nice to progress and have an FA Cup run and get our things off in the league, but it would just be demoralising if we got absolutely panned five 0 at all. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just having yeah. all the Manchester City fans like say, oh, we've finally got you back after like a billion pound later." Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the the Newport game, and I'm probably gonna go on my first rant of the night here. Um, but it was just I was really pissed off after the the, the Newport game. Um, and I don't think it was any fault of of what Newport really. Um, I think there's like three reasons. Well, there's probably more reasons, but I think there's three that I came away with the match at the end of the game on Saturday. And, I think number one was that there was no real intent and I tweeted this after the game and it was um, we didn't get forward, there was no zip, there was no energy, lethargic, um, there's no eagerness to get forward, um, we just looked a bag of nerves at home and I think it's been a recurring theme for the last few games, I think it's 2-11 that we've went, went at home now so that's obviously yeah. a confidence issue, it doesn't help that the fans boo us every time that we try to pass the ball back. Um, and I think we need to kind of back off a little bit on that front. I know we all want results, uh, but sometimes if we play the ball back, more likely we're going to have the chance to to put a take a uh, cut up on a team just through passing rather than you know the big lump up top. Um, let's just try and be patient. But you know, we did under crank and see what happened there. But um, but in point two, I think it, the reason why I, I just don't think the players are playing for Tony Pulis at the moment. At all, um, and the reason why I say it, he's absolutely barking orders on the touchline. He's like saying, "Get up, get up, get up!" And Tony, with Tony Pulis sides, you, you expect us to like get the ball from the back and then boot it long straight away, try and get up the opposition's side as quickly as possible. But we're just trying to like pass it sideways and pass it back all of the time. Yeah, okay, it kind of goes against my point to try and be patient and stuff. But if if that's Tony Pulis' style of play to try and get the ball up the pitch quickly, and we're not doing that, then clearly. The players aren't listening, listening to them. him, yeah. And then there's like friend and Savile trying to argue with each other. Friend tries to go for a, a new part player, um, and they were trying to frustrate him, um, which was, you know, you know, apart from with no intent of going forward, it was kind of it's really aggravating me. But then thirdly, I thought Newport were actually excellent on the day, really. And I think you have to give them some credit, if, even though Borough played so poorly. Um, they just wanted it more, a lot more than what we did. We had no real intent to win the game, and I felt like we just wanted to get beat a little bit. Um, you're right when you said when you said we were messing with John, John and Mikel went off because John I thought he was absolutely excellent. He's just levels above everyone else we have on the pitch. As soon as Clayton came on the pitch, Clayton sat far way deeper than what John, John and Mikel did. He just invited the pressure. Um, but what they did well, really well was if if they were in danger, they got rid of it, um, and when they got rid of you know they were happy just to sit back and let us play and you know what they thoroughly deserve their equaliser and send the fans home happy they created more chances than us they looked a little better on the ball um, and quite frankly I just thought you know what I'd rather he went out than, than stay in the competition but I'll probably move on to like more things later on because I just need to get that off my chest I but think in relation to what you said about the players not playing for Tony Pulis I understand it to a certain extent but I also feel as though there's players in that side that aren't good enough anymore mm-hmm. the likes of your friend um, as good as he's been, he's he's past his peak. Um, Clayton potentially. Um, I know 
you know, Stuart Downing obviously hasn't played the past few games, but you know, him as well. You know, there's players in there that I think just don't cut it anymore. Mm. And had we signed players in the summer, they wouldn't be in the side, in my opinion. Yeah, go on, sorry, I'll Yeah, no, I, was, I just wanted to touch on kind of the, to both of your points, um, really. And it, it was when I was uh, watching it back, I don't know why I decided to, to watch the highlights back because it, it was awful, but. Um, it was it, w- watching it. It never really like kind of clicked to me before, but watching it reminded me of um, Roy Hodgson's England side in the Euros in twenty sixteen, <laughs> where we play like the most cautious brand of football ever, um, and especially when we do line up in a four three three. Anyway, it's like just just sitting so deep in the midfield and trying not to get broke down and trying not to let in spaces behind of say like where pockets where you know the centre attacking midfielders of other players will get in all the, all the wingers if they go inverted and it's just it doesn't it just we knew what it was going to be like with Tony Pulis anyway but the way he sets up like that just kind of lacks creativity lacks width because you just you know you just pack in narrow and that's what happened in the end they couldn't break us down by going through in the middle and they had to resort to getting crosses in the box now normally if you know, if Tony Pulis knows that's going to happen, he feels like he's got more than capable defenders. Considering he always gets tall defenders across the whole back four, and then that goal at the end um, just showed that they couldn't even deal with a simple ball in the box anyway. McNair didn't try and close it down. They dealt with it. I don't know what even went on when it went into the box. They were just scrambling about like idiots, and it was just, it's just stupid. It's just there's no there's no point trying to line up in that way or set up in that way when you have to go out and beat teams. Mm. If you're trying to go away to Manchester City, for example, if, you, if you're in the Premier League, teams might set up like that going away at the top six. But when you're at home or even away and you, you've got a chance to win the game in terms of like quality on paper, then you can't use that system. It doesn't work. You, you'd set it, you're going out to not get beat rather than going out to win. Mm. And it just, it, just, it just baffles me. Yeah, I was surprised Van Lopara didn't play. I, d- yeah. I don't know whether he was one of those that was, you know, hit with a flu. The, the one thing that baffled me is, he might have been done with the flu, but he says that Van Lepara is not fit, and then he had the chance to bring him on, and then he didn't. Brought another cent, brought another cent of on. I think, it, I, was, I just like, <laughs> I thought, you know what, like, there's no, there's just no intent, honestly. Being at the game, it was, I've never, like, I know he said Millwall was bad, but, I think that's possibly one of the worst games I think I've ever yeah. been in in terms of that, that kind of that kind of decision making as well. Um, what you're saying about not bringing him on when you, you're saying he needs fitness mm. is exactly like Roy Hodgson again. Remember when he uh, put Harry Kane on corners? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who does these you're things? Tall, that, you you think you think? Oh yeah, we we need to give uh, our signing that we've just made some you know some game time mm-hmm. and to bring him on again in, in the cup. Um, against Newport County now nah, we'll just put another centre of field on it's like I don't know what some managers would go through their head sometimes it just baffles me but uh, let's move on eh? let's, let's let's get away with it let's, let's start with transfers um, you know another frustrating part of our window of course um, there's probably a few reasons why things aren't going on I'll probably come on to that in a second but um, Time 97 he asks um, Danny I'm going to ask you the question but What's the chances of Millsborough signing a striker tomorrow? You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we will. I've said like this week that we'll probably like you know bring in a player that we're not expecting that we've not been linked with. We've done it in the past on deadline day where mm. a players all of a sudden become available 
and we've just brought them in either on loan or on a short-term deal. Um, I don't know who, but if we sell Rudy, I know he's linked with Millwall, yeah. and if we sell Ashley Fletcher, you know, who have been interested um, in him, Nigel Adkins has you know, admitted that um, in his press conferences. Um, if we get rid of one of them then and you know there's question marks over Brits on Belonga, we kind of have to. Mm. But you know, I don't know who we'll we'll probably sign Peter Crouch, there we go. You know what, right? <laughs> I'm not even mad at Peter Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's a trier as I, you always he's, used he's, to say. He's a he's a trier, mate. I used to I create a whole me and my mate Dick oh, he's actually come on the podcast and Chris is he used to be a professional footballer, played for York and played for Annan, um plays Northern League now winter because he's Completely fell in love, fell in love about the game to hate it, hate it now. Um, we still plays, um, Northern League anyway. But in terms of what he said, me and him, we created a, a pro club team called Crouch FC. We both made our both our, made our players absolutely huge. We we still lump ball in the box and just score headers all the time on like FIFA fifteen or something, FIFA sixteen. Unbelievable! Like, you know what? He's he's a target man. Like, I'm not even mad at that. But um, <laughs> Elliot. Jimmy Lee's, you know, your, your, your boss at work, um, he's put on the question, please keep the tears in. Um, do you think Rudy Gisted will last this window? Um, I'll be good if he doesn't. No, I'm only kidding. No, I think, um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I, I don't really know. I think, obviously, like Dana said, um, three of the strikers are linked with moves away, so um, we definitely have to get someone in if they're left. Um, the signal's coming out of uh, Millwall is, I think, it was Rudy's um, linked with is that you know very keen on getting him away, very keen on the deal. So I'm sure um, if that's still the case, then you know both clubs are working hard to get it done. Um, I think he'd, he'd suit um, a team further down in the championship rather than trying to be in a, a promotion side with his current ability. Yeah, so. no problem. Um, obviously, Nathan Williams asked, would you get Traore on loan if there was a possibility? I think that's a <laughs> It's kind of like a yes, but then yeah. you kind of like, well, if we're not creating chances, he was unpredictable anyway, and we were very um, over-reliant on Traore last year. It's like, well, meh, not really, is it? You know, I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be too keen, Colm Gray's, but I wouldn't be too keen on getting him, I'd rather get someone who's a bit more tactically aware than what Traore is, but if it, if it became available, I think there's like, there's no harm in getting him in, but yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I was having this discussion on my driving instructor and we both agreed that we, we wouldn't get him back. I think the only the only reason that I'd, I'd have Traore back is if we get somebody in on the other side. I know we've already got Van La Parrot, but um, if we've got somebody in that is kind of just as kind of impactful as, as Traore because we were one-dimensional. We saw it against Villa in both legs. We became so over-reliant on Traore yeah. that when he didn't turn up, there was just nothing to our game. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely makes sense. But also, um, we have, when we were on the, on the chat of selling players as well, we've just sold Harry Chapman back to, uh, to Blackburn on a permanent deal. A fantastic move for Harry Chapman, of course. Um, but do you think it was the, the right decision to let him go? Yeah. Um, you know, he's at the age where he needs to go. He's not played a lot of football. He wasn't really involved in our under-23s of late, so... I think it was inevitable, really, that Harry Chapman was going to leave, and um, you know he's going to a good club, good manager in, in Tony uh, Mowbray. So I think it was always going to happen, and it, you know it's, it's the right decision because he hasn't really pushed on. He's had loan spells, mm-hmm. he's had injuries, and he just hasn't pushed on as much as maybe Borough hoped. Yeah, Els. Yeah, um, he, he said uh, in one of his first interviews that 
Um, he was glad to be working back on Mowbray again. Um, Mowbray, you know, felt the same. He said he, he really liked the style down there and the way Blackburn play. Um, Mowbray said he needs to get a lot of uh, he needs a lot of time to get up to match fitness, um, bulk up and get used to the Blackburn system. Um, personally, a little bit good to sell him to be kind of Blackburn's project, but you know, don't blame him um, for moving on. He's he's not a twenty this type player. He never will be. Um, so, you know, obviously we've sold we've sold quite a lot of young players over the last couple of years or so. Um, do you think the youth players should be getting more of a chance now? I think it's obviously Steve Walker's just signed a new four-year contract, which is a great deal for the club. But do you think we're, we're quite reluctant to use youth players at the moment? Hmm. Yeah, I think we have been for quite a while. Karanka wasn't famed for playing them either, and um, I don't think Tony Pulis has been in his career. He's only had to this year because of you know lack of other available options and I think if he didn't have them um, he wouldn't I think the whole spiel at the beginning of the season where he was on about having the squad of 22 where it included the four um, England. the four academy lads is a bit I don't know I think he was just a bit saying it for the, for the crowd a bit but yeah yeah I agree I think the thing with Tony Pearless is he's very like he knows what he's saying and people buy into what he's saying. I've always been a little bit kind of like I'd never really taken his words, and you know I've just kind of left them. A lot of people kind of buy into what he's saying. I think he's very strategic. He knows exactly what he needs to say in order to win the fans over, and that's what he did when he first came in. And to be fair, he you know he won he won a few fans over, and that quickly declined. But um, yeah, yeah, you know I think you know you're right. He knows what he's saying, and. Um, an example of it um, but in, in in general I think that there's more of an underlying issue and it's kind of moving on towards more of like a, a club issue you now um, the likes of Ash, Ashley Fletcher depend, uh, potentially departing Rudy Gestead of potentially departing British Somba Longer being linked with a move to, to Blackburn today and there's also uh, Bristol City um, we've also seen Grant let a bit, let a bit leave the club which we'll obviously come on to a bit later on but I think there's an underlying issue which I don't think fans have clicked on yet and I think the reason why they haven't clicked on is because the club hasn't said anything about it and I just, in a nutshell I think we're absolutely skinned realistically I think we've got no cash at all and the reason why we have no cash is and I'll come up to this point in a second is we've all, we overspent in the Premier League in our first year we overspent last year in the Championship and people are going to say to me, oh, well, Johnny, we've we just brought back 22 million this year. Uh, but you're not taking into consideration that we're playing pretty much everyone on Premier League wages. Um, there's Grand Ledbetter was on 30 plus grand a week. Adam Clayton would be on something similar. Um, Danny Ayala, something similar. Darren Randolph, something similar. Britta Sombolonga, funny enough, he's on about 40 or 50, 40 or 50 grand a week. He's probably a bit more than that. He's, 50, he's a 15 million pound player. Yeah. People don't understand that. Um, all downing. Of, downing again 30 grand a week um, all these players that we've who came up with us instead they're all on that Premier League wage the players that we've brought in as, even with Ashley Fletcher and those they're on Premier League wages because we can afford it and quite frankly I just think we're in a position where we were a few years ago we've und- undergone Strachan where we completely overspent and more better to clean up the mess yeah. I think that's why we're going for short term deals pretty, don't get me wrong like John Oliver Mikel will be on absolute fortune I think from what I've seen it was it was like in the know, but it was like more. Like he's on fifty k a week plus twenty k if we win or something like that. So he's on he's on an arm and a leg. But to be honest, if you get him for free, then you kind of pay that for that short term deal. But if we go up, 
and we can extend we can then we can extend the deal. It'll probably be on about hundred grand a week. Negredo was on about hundred grand a week. Gastronomy was about hundred grand a week. Valdez hundred grand a week. It's just we've completely overspent, and I think with the club not saying anything, if the, if the club came out to me and, uh, on Twitter or something and said, you know what, everyone, right, we've massively overspent, we fucked up, and this is where we're at financially. They won't say that, but I think that's where we're at, and it's no real fault of Pulis. I think Pulis is doing well with what he's got. Um, and don't get me wrong, you still spend like 15, 20 million on players, but I think it's some of the money that we've, we've sold anyway. But he's trying to bring in like low cost players because essentially we can't afford it. And I don't know if, I don't know if fans really see that, but then what also annoys me is that why is Tony Pillis going to, going to London to try and tie up a deal for John Oliver McKell? Where's like Bevington and where's Bowser, you know what I mean? What, what are they doing? Like, what's the recruitment team doing? Why is your manager taking like a swift train to, to London to try and tie up a deal and beg someone to come to the football club? When what what's everyone else doing? Yeah, like, what, what are their roles? Yeah, yeah. What what's their roles? Like, in, in terms yeah. of like recruitment as well. Like we've spoke about it. Recruitment have just completely messed up over like the last year, in the last two years, and I'm just getting to a point where I feel I'm just physically sick of like how the club's being run. Yeah. And it just needs a massive overhaul. And I, I, if you know, if we don't sign anyone tomorrow, which it's probably unlikely, I think we'll probably bring one or two bodies in. But I'd rather, if I'm honest, if we're just going, I'd rather just play the kids. You know what? Like, if we're not, we're not going to go up this year. There's there's five, six teams better, six, seven teams better than us, and probably absolutely tear us apart in like playoff semi-finals. So you know what? Give Steve Walker a chance. Give Tav a chance. You know what I mean? Try and build a club. From the ground up, like get the foundations, and so what if we're skin? You know what I mean? Like if everyone's on low wages, then we can kind of afford to go again, maybe a couple of years time. But I don't know. But anyway, L, sorry, <laughs> I just completely went around. But I know you work hard on your on your transfer dates. Transfer deadline is tomorrow. Really exciting time. Everyone loves it. I won't be looking at my screen. Uh, I'll have one screen on transfer updates and one screen on my work tomorrow at work but um, have we got any updates for us in terms of transfers I know Grzyzewski was just mentioned on our page yeah um, so in terms of you know links in uh, via Grzyzewski um, Pete O'Rourke uh, on Twitter has said that we're apparently open talks with Grzyzewski yep. um, not too sure on you know how credible um, that source is at the moment but you know would love to see that one happen Um yeah, Jacob Murphy. Um, so it's quite clear, obviously, that we're going for wingers. Um, a loan move uh, is potential if we can get a replace if Newcastle can get a replacement in. So it's been touted. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how that one develops. It um, apparently he's been more closely linked with West Brom more than mm-hmm. us. Um, we'll have to see how it develops. Um, Isaac Fassell, I think this might play into what you were just on about about kind of low cost players. Um, you know if. If before we were looking at you know British on belongs of, of the world and you know Isaac Fassell's the other side of it you know didn't we I'd never heard of him before we were linked with him really um, rated at around two million um, yeah, I know it's not much to go off and I know we use kind of who scored and transfer market for most of our things um, these days but you know it's current market price and that's two hundred and fifty k. Shows maybe an overspending on that, considering he's scored two goals in the last two seasons. He's had a horrific injury record. Um, I, I actually, when I checked, I thought 
Surely when I seen his name, I thought well, I haven't heard of him. Must be must be a young lad. Surely at Birmingham. Went and checked anyway, and he turns twenty six in two weeks. I was like, hang on, what's going? On? <laughs> He's not fair. She's twenty eight. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, what? Uh, I thought, what's going on here? So apparently he was uh, really good at Yorkville. I don't know whether this was um, you know a fan kind of pulling our legs, but uh, did I say Yorkville? I meant Lewin. Um, just thinking of my uh, Yeovil season <laughs> who I've by the way I've just thrown out there I've left Birmingham and went to Everton just <laughs> but anyway Karen sorry he um, apparently he was um, kind of on par with, with Andrea Gray I don't know whether that was true make of that what you will but right uh, well that's, I, that's what I'm saying obviously you were mentioning about um, bringing players in and trying to get a bit of a better identity we're bringing in players on, on smarter deals and I can't really complain saying you know we should we should be a bit smart with transfers and not complain because I don't know who he is and he hasn't scored much because you know we're not professional scouts we don't go out and look at these players I've never you know I'd never heard of him so it's one of them um, I'll just have to wait and see how it develops if he comes you know we have to you know get behind him back him we can't you know be giving him stick on his first day like you know most Borough fans do with any new signing um, the last sort of player we've been linked with. Um, is um, he's in Leeds development side? He's called Jordan Stevens. He's only eighteen. Um, I, I was I did write originally at first as a baffling link because he plays centre mid, um, but then I thought, well, or is it because we are centre midfield FC? So it it's, it makes sense that we're linked with another centre midfielder. To be honest, um, one for the future when Mikel leaves when he's forty. Um, in terms of of outgoings, obviously we've mentioned yeah Harry Chapman. Um, Steve Walker was obviously on Sunderland's radar, uh, mm-hmm. along with a few Prem clubs, um, but he just signed a new four and a half year deal, which is you know Griff the club. He's he's meant to be doing waves um, in lower levels. Could go out on loan to Sunderland. That was the big rumor right at okay. the end of the season. Yeah, um, they're looking for three. I think it was like two or three strikers are looking for to try and get themselves up. There's Will Grigg, um, oh, Will Grigg. him, and there was one more. Kind Chad of, Evans. Chad Evans yeah. as well. I mean, not a dodgy link to be honest but it's just, <laughs> um, <laughs> no to be fair he was innocent and I'm not going anymore into that but um, again like they're showing their intent not to go they've got the, they've got the cash there they're not always spending yeah. they're put, taking a punt on the young players it's slowly getting back to they won't I think they, might, I think they will go up this year something but um, yeah. I think Steve, I think it'd be a great move for Steve Walker if he was if he was to go mm-hmm Obviously, uh, yeah, Danny Bart as well um, has uh, went to Stoke um, for three and a half million. Um, he's probably one of our better centre halves. I thought when he played, um, he didn't make as many mistakes as the others. Um, he was, you know, able to play out from the back. Um, thought he'd been, a, you know, a good mentor, Dale Fry. In that sense, um, the price seems like potentially a bit of a coup if. Um, you know, Wolves wanted ten million up front in the summer mm-hmm. for any, you know, um permanent transfers. Um yeah, I, I just think if if we are going back in for a centre back it just makes it I don't know, with all the other targets are trying to go for and prioritise first, it's either, you know, kind of just, you know, leave it and deal with what we've got because, you know, shot and can fill in there as well, friend potentially as well. Um and just if you get in the full backs anyway then it's alright because you've got the other players who can cover central um, yeah I don't know what your thoughts on it guys no um, it's just that, I mean the Gazette came out didn't they and say that we had the chance to match the bid mm-hmm. um, what they wanted to prioritise targets up the, um, the you know the attacking areas of the pitch and I think with that 
being said, being, with that being reported, we have to bring in attacking targets now. And I mean, the thing with with Danny Barnes, he had he had a promising few games. I remember Stoke, he was you know, blocking everything. Um, you know, he had a really really good game uh, that evening. But then he kind of seemed to his performances fell a little bit flat. And although I, I agree, I think he was probably our better centre half. I'm not too fussed that we've not taken that option up um, to to sign him on a permanent. The only thing that I'm, you know, worried about is that it does leave us a little bit short in defence because if we are going to go with a, um, I don't know, three at the back, then you've got um, Ayala, Flint, and uh, Fry, and then no cover. Um, Which pushed Nathan Wood up, or is it too early for him? I, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see like likes of Nathan Wood um, come in and, and Steve Walker as well but I think Tony Pierce will be reluctant to, to give him that responsibility because you know we've seen with Fry in the past when he came in I think it was against Charlton he made a few mistakes that was when Ito Karanka um, walked out he wasn't in charge of that game um, but we've seen how like physically demanding the, the championship is and I think that Nathan Wood maybe needs a you know he, he lacks match um, experience, you know, in the championship. So I don't think that Tony Pulis would kind of give him that responsibility. Maybe as a bench player, yeah. but not as you know. If you're good enough, you're old enough, really. Um, that's, true. that's kind of obviously there's the whole thing. You don't win anything with kids, and then I think he went to do it. But it was just in terms of if he has the chance, and you never know, he might take it. Um, Gibbo had his debut at 17 I think it was 17 mm. Gibbo and it took Gibbo a couple of years to get up to speed a little bit um, but he looks really talented so it could potentially um, you know I think the know. difference with Gibson was is, is when he came in you know we were kind of it was that season where we almost got to the playoffs I think it hinged on like the last day and um, it might have been Cardiff the result uh, there and, and our result at Watford it was like that season where we weren't it you know the expectations weren't the same as what they are now. Mm-hmm. So if Nathan Wood comes in, makes a mistake, costs three points, that could cost us like the playoffs essentially. Yeah. I think we're more reluctant. Like not to shout out Borough lads, so I think now he's, he's young. So he, I th- think we don't really shoot the bullet at say the younger lads compared to like say Danny Ayala, who's like came from you know he came from a different clubs. So, um, but anyway, Elliot, anything else? Um, Ben Gibson, um, I know he's not you know our player anymore, but he's a you know, side, T side lad. Um, he was linked with a move to Villa, you know, our arch nemesis in transfers. Um, yeah, they were approached. Um, they only approached Burnley. Nothing was made of it. And Dice confirmed this morning that he's going nowhere. Um, I think he's you know back up centre back if if me and Terkowski are out. He keeps you know he's getting his place on the bench now that he's fit again. So um, yeah, he, I don't think he'd be going anywhere. Um, and obviously too that we've already mentioned Brit um, he was linked with permanent moves um, to Villa and Bristol City around the 10 mil mark um, we've also considered letting him leave on loan but wages are a big issue at the moment don't think people want to fork out those wages again it's a high yeah. wage of 50-60 grand a week I don't think people are going to pay it it's yeah it's I know it might come down to the case if they are really desperate to get him out if we're looking to get someone in that we might end up paying a quarter of it I don't know but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Rudy, um, the last one, obviously, my Rudy. Um, <laughs> yeah, linked to Millwall. Um, yeah, both came for the move to happen, so we'll see what happens there. Okay, let's move on. One player that you didn't mention, we've mentioned it earlier on, Grant Ledbetter, um, the former Borough captain, 
has just left um, for his hometown club, Sunderland. Um, where does Grant Ledbetter rank for you, Dana? Um, obviously, you've watched a lot of him growing up. Um, you kind of started in that era. Um, club legend? It depends, like, how you define a, a club legend. I mean, he's achieved success with us. He's made, you know, 244 appearances. He's, you know, put his, he's put everything into the club. Um, he's effectively an adopted Teesside, you know, he's left with every Borough fan's highest regards and you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, I'm going to say he, he is. I think it is difficult to define a club legend because mm-hmm. a lot of people expect, you know, trophies and stuff, but, you know, the club that we are, we're not really going to get many trophies, we're not going to achieve much, um, many, you know, much silverware, so um, I, I, would, I would say so, yeah. No, Els in, in agreement. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think actually when I did my eleven, I think Grant was in it. To be honest, um, alongside George Water, Aidan Flynn, yeah, and was. yeah. So yeah, no, it, it feels like um, uh, the end of an era. Um, at a time when it kind of feels like the club's losing its identity of you know what we keep saying. It, you know, this move kind of epitomises it all. Um, you know, he's a great servant and captain of the club. Um, provides some of the best memories of you know the Riverside era over the past few years, without a doubt. Um, I don't think anyone could obviously be disappointed with the move. I think it's you know, obviously a good move for him. He wasn't getting in the side. He, um, you know, he's pretty, he probably lost a yard of pace. Um, I don't think he'd be as effective as the other midfielders we've currently got there at the moment. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, he's provided some great memories. Um, some that spring to mind is obviously the, the QPR yeah. um, little shush moment <laughs> and um, the, the penalty against Derby where he you know ran over at the camera and he's like ragging his shirt all yeah. over the place and you know it, it's just so the passion he showed when he was out on the pitch it was just infectious wasn't it so yeah, um, yeah. that's football yeah He's been a great player for us, you know. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. he's, to be honest, he's, he's been a great player for the club and over the last six years, I think that's probably one of the best free transfers. I think we oh, have, yeah. I think we've ever had. Yeah. Um, Tony Mowbray. Tony Mowbray was a freebie. Victor Valdez was a freebie. Just, mm. And I'm just kind of slagging him off saying he's on that absolute wedge, but <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault. He's also a Champions League winner and he was class when we were in the Prem. Um, but he's just his head just completely fell off when Grant left. But um, in terms of back. what and his yeah. oh, was it his hip? Oh, oh his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of Ledbetter though, when he came in, I was I wasn't like I remember like the Morbrick when he brought him in under Morbrick. I was thinking, you know what, like he's not really a wow signing, but I think he's gonna he's gonna come good. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna be a really good signing. Then like six years later, yeah, we didn't I, expect it to be. Didn't, well, yeah, yeah, completely didn't expect him to have that much effect on the club than he is, and I think it's a fantastic move for him. Of course, his dad's ashes are on the pitch at Stadium Light, which is I think it's on, only one or two people have got that. So um, it's hometown club, I think, and it's been dragging on for I think when Graham Bailey was on the podcast, we said that um, Ledbit was going to go, and that was in April of last year. Um, so it's been dragged on, but. Again, a very, very good move for him. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, we've got West Brom on Saturday. Who's excited? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we've got Darren Moore, of course, the manager. They've just lost that. Um, fantastic, fantastic coach. He did excellent for the last year in the Premier League. He's doing a really good job this year. Um, everyone expected him to be pretty much 
running away with the league, but they haven't. You know, they've just lost Harvey Barnes as well. They're probably going to take Murphy uh, from Newcastle on loan. But um, how do you think uh, West Brom are going to set up on Saturday? Um, so I looked into how uh, they've been lining up um, this season. They've tried to mix the formations, as I've, I've borrowed, to be honest. Um, and it seems that the, the favoured one um, of late has been a 3-4-1-2. Um, it's a little bit strange, but yeah, they have played a 4-3-3 as well. Um, in this 3-4-1-2, I just thought it was strange because that um, Phillips kind of played like a wing-back role. Um, didn't really know he could you know, kind of do that. Um, do you know he, pro- he probably would have been doing it if he came. Do you know where he learned that from? TP. Mm-hmm. TP. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, but yeah. So, I mean, looking at the squad on paper, it's um, it's really good. Obviously, you have Rodriguez uh, and Gale. You know, both on fourteen goals each. Uh, lost Harvey Barnes, which is a little bit of a blow. But and the rest of the team, when you look around, Matt Phillips, Livermore, Brunt, Gibbs, um, Sam Johnson in goal, Hagazi. Craig Dawson, it's it's going to be um, a really tough game. Um, I just think the, the way the, we're going to have to line up the way we have when we went. Um, we're more than likely going to line up in the way we have when we went to you know the top teams. Um, yeah, so six in midfield, of course, maybe try and make things make things a little bit difficult for them. But the way West Brom play. Come Chris, but it actually makes sense to fill them with fill the midfield. They're expansive. They try and play the quick one two. Try and get around you. They use the wings. They're very very quick on the counter attack. Um, James Rodriguez and uh, um, Dwight Gale are excellent and prolific in front of goal. So Mills have to be a bit careful. Um, but in terms of your predictions and lineups, should we move on to that? Um, yes. As we sort of what wrap this up, kind of. Um, Dana, we'll go with you. What is your prediction on Lionel? Well, my prediction is um, I'm going to be negative again. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's the shot. Um, no, I just think that should uh, Flint come back and partner IR, it's going to be really difficult for them because the pace of um, Dwight Gale in particular is going to be difficult for them. Um, their form's been a little bit patchy. They've uh, they've won only won uh, twice in the last six games um, in all competitions, but they do score goals, and yeah. for that reason, I'm probably gonna go for two 0 West Brom. Two 0 West Brom, I and I can't add a Borough goal there. I just can't. We don't score, so. Okay. Um, what is your lineup? My team. Um, I think we're gonna set up how uh, Elliot said. You know, like we did against Derby uh, with the the five in midfield. But I've gone for a four three three just because this is how I would like us to um, to set up normally. Uh, Randolph in goal, back four of uh, Friend, Ayala, Fry, and Shotton. Mm-hmm. And then. Although he's probably lacking match fitness, I've put John Obi McKell in there because I think 60 minutes of John Obi McKell is probably better than 60 minutes of anybody else. Um, and then He was so good against New York. It was just yeah. ridiculous. How he makes the most basic pass look good. He, there was, he plays it and it just rolls so you can just take a nice a nice touch and pass the ball out again. But I need, sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, he, he was commanding as well. He was telling the you know, wing and... Well, yeah, I don't uh, the, oh, the rest of the midfield is not to like drop back with him so uh, you know it kind of gives the the mid 
midfielders further forward or license to get further forward yeah. without worrying about uh, defensive responsibilities so much. But I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Wing and Housen, um, just ahead of him. And then it was a bit difficult, the front three, because we've got no wingers. And then Stuart Downing, <laughs> who can't play. And Lepara. Um Yeah, Fala Parra, you know, not much fit, but again... Yeah. Um, we're just going to put him in there anyway. I'm going to put um, Tav one side, Van Lepara the other, and then Hugo through the middle. Els, um, predictions I just, and you, line up, please. Go on, but you want to make a point? Yeah, I just wanted to sort of uh, make one point before that. Um, I did a bit of research into uh, sort of the points that were on uh, this stage um, 47 points, um, and in fifth place, whether that would, you know put us in a playoff place in the last five seasons um, so looking at it we would have only been in um, the playoffs in two out of the last five seasons and that would have been in sixth place um, only the times we would have been seventh um, it kind of shows you know that the, the league this year the quality hasn't been quite as good um, everyone's sharing points a bit um, and it kind of gives us a bit of rose tinted glasses I think because and people keep looking at the league, you know, to be like, oh, we're doing all right. And it's, it's, I mean, I know everyone's kind of in that position, but at the same time, it's, um, I just think, uh, not just us as well, but the, the league's been poor. But yeah, I, I think other years we wouldn't be in the playoffs, and I think we'd potentially be even lower. Um, it's a very low average this time around. And yeah, um, good that we're still in there. And I hope, you know, we do stay in there, get some players in. Um, tomorrow and you know kick on and I don't think we'll go up top two but you know we can you know it's anyone's game in the playoffs then isn't it so you can you can look at it both ways really you can kind of say is this league really competitive because since everyone's taken points from each other or is it just a really poor league mm. I think it's more of the competitive side of things rather than uh, the poor side of things I think the championship is a really great division you know mm. and it just doesn't have the money in it I think it deserves the money in it because of the entertainment value that you get um, but I don't know but go on sorry you were looking to make another point oh unless you want to move on to your, yeah it's no, a good point what you made there um, I think obviously what normally happens is someone starts running away with it don't they but at the moment it doesn't seem to be I think Leeds still might do that um, but up to this point no one's really ran away with it like you say um, it's been quite competitive but again depends what you want to see I think some people do like seeing a team kind of you know, absolutely destroy a league mm-hmm. every now and again Liverpool's and Cities and yeah. Premier League and you know Wolves last year um, but yeah no, moving on to you know my prediction and line up and stuff um, my line up was actually exactly the same as Dana's um, <laughs> when she was reading it I was like yeah she's going to go exactly the same so um, I don't think we'll set up like that however um, I think uh, I think we'll go 4-5-1 um, so I don't think Van Lepara and uh, Tav will be involved and obviously the two midfielders joining that will be Bessich and Saville I guess um, Mikel sat holding and the other four playing kind of flat in front Yep. Housen on the right, Savile on the left. Um, yeah, um, and obviously Hugo up top. Um, strangely as well, she went with the same lineup, and I'm going to go with the same prediction as well. So two you know, as well. West Brom as well. So it's not just me being negative. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I, I I just think I, I've went quite positive in some of this. Not because I'm kind of trying to book that trend and be like, oh, 
I'm going to go positive when we've won the game before and negative when we've you know when we've lost and stuff. It's just I generally think it's going to be a hard game. I don't think we're going to. I just can't see us grind out a result in this game. We've got away with it too often. I just think with the um the bad run of form we're in, I think lads just aren't going to be up for it going away at West Brom. Um, and the quality will just ultimately overpower us. Um, and they're, they're great at scoring goals. So yeah. well, look, I'm going to be the, the optimist, even though I've just been ranting twice um, and complaining about a few things. Um, which you know what? I think I'm right to complain. Sorry. My birthday and complain if I want to. Um, but we beat them at home, of course, with the late Danny Ayala goal. Um, we snuffed them out a little bit at the Riverside. We looked quite comfortable when we played them. It, it was a good result. Um, and everyone thought we'd kick on from there. You know, we, we have the ability there. You know, we, we have the, we have the, we're much better away from home than we are at home. Um, we have a lot of confidence going in. We can have a lot of confidence going into the game with that away form in mind. We beat them in the past. It, I feel a little bit confident. I think I think we could grind out a result. Um, but with have my you been drinking, yes. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Tony Pulis does have a good record against his past clubs. Mm. Um, so I have to be optimistic, you know, because if I'm not optimistic, uh, I probably would just won't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> 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 um, but my team, if I was to, if I was born manager, and hopefully one day that I am. Um, I'll have Randolph in goal um, Shotton, Ayala uh, Fry and Friend um, play midfield three of John Oliver, Mikel, Bezic and Wing um, I'll have Tav on the right, Van La Parra on the left and Jordan Hugel up top now that of course is if we don't sign anyone um, realistically we probably won't sign anyone um, So, um, but I'm going to go with West Brom 1 Middlesbrough 1, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw um, and I think that wraps everything up um, so yeah as always um, like, share, subscribe um, to the podcast give us a 5 star rating on iTunes and Grand Ledbetter uh, club legend captain, leader 240 appearances Grand Ledbetter 